at you today, Corey, from a land far, far away, wherein rocks float, grasses are green, and big bears carry around machine guns like well, yes. you've never seen before. We do exist in this land now. <laughs> we, we do. Um, Corey, yes. Today is uh, middle to end of January, but yep. it will forever be known in the hearts and minds of everyone involved as the, uh, the beginning of the after of uh, Pal World's existence. Pal, Pal, I feel like I'm saying that weird. Pal, Pal uh, World. Pal World. Yeah. Pal World. Pal World. Hey, Pal. Pal, Pal Check world. out this world. Pal yeah. World. Um, yeah, it wasn't really what we were going to talk about much today because neither of us have played it. Um, no. But we were talking about it a little bit pre-show and we'll, we'll, it'll may come up a little bit. But Corey, uh, before then, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. It's, um, I mean, we are in the heart of winter. It is freezing. Um, went to a wedding over this weekend out of town with my wife and you step outside to do the send off and it's 12 degrees and you're all the uh, substances that or all the liquid substances that you have drank, all the alcohol that you have drank immediately leave your body because it's so cold and you were just shocked awake. And, um, yeah, it's just freezing and I hate that. Um, yeah. that's winter and, but it's, it's perfect time for lots of gaming. That's really what it is. Um, yeah. That's a long winded way of saying I'm doing well. I just hate that it's cold. Yeah. It's, it's been cold. It's, um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it too much. I think just because I really, last summer wasn't too bad here. It was actually a relatively like mild summer. It kind of felt like, yeah. um, but summers can be so bad and you know, it is just kind of nice. Like I know even whenever it's freezing, you know, even whenever we're in, it doesn't, it never gets that cold here. People like, yeah. I know people that live in Montana who are like, Oh, it's oh, yeah. 40 degrees today. Like, yeah. you know, it's not any of that, but you know, I, you know, a nice cold weather walking to the mailbox, like it makes it taking in a nice breath of cold air, like makes me, helps me wake up. And, oh yeah. You know, it just feels nice and I can, I can bundle up. I can get warmer. Like I can mm-hmm. put on a, I can put on a nice little, little sweatshirt, a little Cardi, um, get, get warm in my mm-hmm. cozy socks. You know, I don't, I don't have to just sweat my butt off um all the time so that's that's kind of a it's a nice change of pace but yeah i mean it's usually this time of year is whenever it starts to shift to like eh, you know i'm a little done with it yeah yeah people i I think everybody starts to feel that way especially especially once the holidays are over because it's like eh, like whenever when if it's really cold, it's never really cold here in like October, but if it's really cold nope. in October, you're sitting there and you're like, man, but I'm feeling so festive. It's Halloween yep. Thanksgiving's coming up Christmas. Um, whereas like right now you're just, you're staring down the, the barrel of a, of a of cold, dark winter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you got nothing else really to look forward to. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I get it. I get it, Corey. Um, I, somebody that I, 
work with. Um, I've never met them in person. We work in totally different departments, but um, they sent a thing the other day. I guess they live in Buffalo and they had uh, hmm. over five feet of snow. Yeah. Um, so that was a, <laughs> they sent a picture out their front door and I was like, oh, that's fine. Well, did you, sorry, did, we're going to change into a sports podcast for a brief second. Ooh. Did you see what the Buffalo Bills uh, had been doing the past two weekends mm-hmm. because of all mm-hmm. the snow? They were offering fans to come out and help them shovel the snow off the field. They're paying them $20 an hour, giving them free food, I believe. Okay. Um, and I think there was like a light hint of like alcohol that they were over the age of 21. Never like publicly <laughs> stated, but like it felt implied by some of their uh, marketing, but it was really cool. It sucks because the bills, I'm sorry if you are a Buffalo bills fan, but they choke in the playoffs mm. once again. Um, they, I mean, they arguably have some of like the worst playoff losses in all of history. And this isn't one of them, but it's one that probably stings a lot right now. Um, but what a dedicated fan base that they have, because there are people who showed up and showed out to participate in that. And that's pretty neat. Pretty cool. Love it. Yeah. Um, that is really cool. I, that's, that's a cool way to be able to, to get involved with your favorite team. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo is a, the like Bill's fan base is very interesting. They, mm-hmm. they don't, they are not, there's not a lot of bandwagon Buffalo Bills fans, so to speak. Yep. Like yep. it is, you are in, you're out and they have a pretty like, close relationship like in american sports i think compared to like european sports specifically soccer there's like a strong i mean there's emotional attachments everywhere but it's a different style of fans compared to there to here but Mm -hmm. i feel like buffalo resembles a european styled fan base very well having been watching both being involved in both sorts of like fan bases yeah um it's just like yeah, there's a sense of ownership of the fans base of like the team in the area and around it. And that does like spread out through, I think, a lot of the NFL, but there's yeah. just a more concentrated version of it. It feels like from my perspective uh, with the Bills. Anyway, they're cool. They're fun to, they're fun okay. to root for uh, because love it. They, always, they always lose and so you're always pulling for them. Yeah. No offense to always- they're, they're They've been pretty good the past couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> you always want them to pull through. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sports talk. Over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sports talks <laughs> over Corey. This get, get out of here with that. Um, this is, this is games. And today Sorry. we're talking about, we we're talking about games. Um, yeah. you know, spoiler alert on the top end. Haven't played a ton, a ton of games this week. Um, I've wanted to, but you know, it's, they're, they're stuff. My wife hasn't been feeling great. We've been watching a little bit more TV. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of other stuff happening. And I've still been playing some stuff. You've been playing some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Today, Corey, Xbox Developer Direct, that happened. Um, it was a thing. Just, yeah, it, it was a thing that happened. Um, we will speak on Power World, its existence, whatever that means. Um, a little bit. And uh, yeah, what we've been playing. Corey, let's talk about the developer direct. Um, so you watched this, I guess, mm-hmm. as it was happening. I didn't. Uh, a little I, after, but yeah. Okay. 
I didn't. Um, I, my, for one, admittedly, didn't even know what was happening. Who knew? Um, for two, even whenever you texted me and asked me about it, my internet was out for like eight mm. hours. Um, not just my internet, but like, um, we just have, so we have Spectrum internet. We only have Spectrum internet, but like neighbors down the street, like their, their TV and their phone was out. Like they were having just a complete mm. Spectrum outage. Um, Weird. yeah. And I got, I got notifications about it. Like they were, it wasn't like a mysterious thing. They were being open. Like, Oh, we, there's an outage We're you know, we're aware of it. Um, but yeah, I just had had no internet. Was very mm. just kind of dark <laughs> in that space. Um, Hate that. So, but yeah, Corey, it was a, a small developer direct that they mm-hmm. like tempered. They they very much like tempered. They were like, hey, this is going to be a handful of games. It's going to be developers just kind of like talking about them a little bit. Um. Don't expect like it's it's there's not going to be a surprise drop. It's not going to be this thing that you've you know, it's not going to be a high yeah. rush. We're not going to be like throwing that out of left field. Don't worry. Um, but they they had this little thing. You watched it kind of like all as a as a chunk. Yep. What was your what was your takeaway? How did you how did you enjoy it? And so I'm trying to think how my, my thoughts are generally positive. I really, really, really like this style of it where it's almost just a deep dive into studios and how they are making these games. Mm. Um, and so they highlighted uh, Indiana Jones was the big one. Uh, some, I would say some good and bad thoughts about what they showed off there. They showed off more Hellblade 2 and gave a release date um, in May, which is very exciting um, for that game. And I think it's Ninja Theory their just development uh, between the first and the second game and going into that really neat. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on a bit of all of them, but just like this almost di- diaries of meeting with directors, actors, um, just random like people who are working in these studios, making these games. I think it's a really interesting and neat way to show off a lot of games. I know that's not what everyone's, into people just want to see gameplay trailers action or story but Mm -hmm. i think like these are people who have been working on these things for years kind of get talk about it in a very passionate way and in a very maybe like articulate and technical way too um for for people who are into that side of it and i wish other studios like playstation and nintendo could take a couple of notes from this and like dive into it i would have loved it might have ruined some of the magic of Alan Wake 2, but had they done like a remedy like in the in the development studio, like piece of like, hey, this is what we're doing. Here's like the actors, here's some behind the scene things. I think that'd be so cool. Um and so I really liked it as um a concept and most of its execution. Not all of it landed super well. I don't think, but I, by no means would I say it was a bad time. I, I thoroughly as a connoisseur of the gaming industry and this being a very fun and relaxing hobby that I have, I think it was really cool to see. I really liked yep. it. Um, cool. Yeah. Yes. I, um, <laughs> before you, before you move away from that point, I think, I think that is like a really neat thing about this style of presentation is 
Like it is very much not a, like what a traditional E3 would be where it's, um, you know, like rapid fire, just like big stuff where world premiere, like you're having all these kind of announcements. Um, but there is something to be said about like getting a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. And I do (laughs) wish that there was, that there were more of these types of things happening Mm -hmm. because it does, I mean, like neither of us are super tuned into the, um, to like the developer game development and stuff. We, we don't know like the stuff that kind of goes, goes on behind the scenes, but it is this thing where it feels like in a lot of cases, like companies are very, you know, very precious showing mm-hmm. off things before it's ready. And granted, the stuff in the developer direct, it's not like they were showing alpha footage and like janky renderings, mm. but they were showing, you know, they were showing some of the just a little bit more of kind of like the processes behind like getting some of the music together and getting some of these things together and like some of the thought, some of the strategies and thought processes of going on and doing these things. And I think like, it's not for everyone, but I think it does. I think like on both accounts, like for gamers allows more of an opportunity for us to appreciate kind Mm -hmm. of where these, what these developers are doing, like the, the massive amount of work that is going into these things and also developers at the same time for feeling like they can, they can have, you know, the, the more stuff like that happens, the more that they're able to feel like they can be honest with a crowd and be like, okay, this is kind of where we are. This is some of the stuff we're kind of working through rather than it being, Oh, this game hasn't come out in five years. And then all of a sudden it comes out and it's janky as hell and all these yeah. kind of things. And it's like, it would have been nice to just like see it along the way. And the, and the developers probably would have been able to make a better product if they didn't feel like they were having to, you know, hold it back and do these things and meet these certain expectations because of, you know, whatever sort of thing. Um, And I think that that's how a lot of games do end up like meeting the wrong expectations or like releasing in weird states and stuff is just because it does feel like there's this big iron, iron barrier between Mm -hmm. developers and um and people and i i do wish there was more of that i do wish that there were more of these styles of things granted like looking through everything like there was not there was not a whole lot there that i was like oh yeah these games are these games are really really hidden but like i did appreciate being able again i didn't watch it in full i kind of watched i skimmed through watched some bits and pieces but having like the commentary stuff was the stuff that really kind of like drew me in because at the same time, like these are the people, no offense to like the directors and the producers and stuff like the mm-hmm. people who are leading the charge, but like they aren't necessarily the, the right person to talk about. Like if you want to do a deep dive into, you know, a system that makes this game really cool, the person like the developer or the designer, or whoever like made that is going to be the person to kind of help convince you that it's cool Mm. because they know Mm -hmm. how it works. They're seeing, they're seeing behind the scenes. There's, they can kind of like communicate that a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope I, like you said, I hope that there 
are more of these from either more like more collections of them from bigger companies or just more developers are doing some of these. I mean, I know like EA, whenever they were doing the dead space remake, they did a little bit of that. Like that was cool. Um, Larry did it for Baldur's Gate three. They have like 10 episodes of it and it's wild. Yeah. And, um, and then you have like, um, double fine. They do a lot of Mm -hmm. like documentary, series with their their developments of like broken age and psychonauts and all of Mm -hmm. these things that do just kind of you know show some vulnerability and i think that it on both ends again i think um it can go a long way i know there are a lot of gamers who are just like i want my games i want my announcements like i want just the like blast of like new new cool you know all of this stuff like into my eyeballs but I think it's good for us to have <laughs> to just be yeah. like someone's kind of be forced to just like you have to take you have to learn to appreciate some of this stuff. If you want this art form to continue to grow and flourish and you want these people to not just die off, you need to learn to appreciate them a little bit better for yeah. for what they do. Um, so. So yeah, but Corey, um, what, what games did they show off? What was the, what was the thing that like hit you that you were just like, man, this is it. I mean, this, it, is, what it, this is what I'm doing. It does have yeah. to be Hellblade too. Yeah. Truly. And the first game I think is, is very underrated. I think most people who have played it all like praise it. Um, it is a little, what's, what's the right word? Um, a little, it's one of those games and I think I brought it up many times where you play it and you're like, I can't wait to see what the sequel is because so mm-hmm. much of what they're doing is right. It just feels a little constrained by maybe budget. And what that means is the combat in the first game doesn't play super great. It seems like they're keeping a similar ideal for it this time around, but just kind of they've upped the ante and made it a little sharper. And the puzzles in the first game scene were very, bad i think is uh, the kindest way i can put them um but they seem to again like have upped their ante on it but just and so for those who don't know hellblade won a senua's sacrifice um if i'm pronouncing that right um is a story of a this young woman who has traveled to iceland um and it takes a lot of like realistic, like historical evidence of what's happening, but also go into effectively like a lot of the, their like religious beliefs and like practices and kind of brings in a mystical element into it. But the big thing playing into it is that Senua has a psychosis, I believe schizophrenia is like mm-hmm. the, the medical term that they, like the developer has given And as you play the first game, like you hear voices, conflicting messages from them telling you to do certain things, not do certain things, so on and so forth. Very unsettling, but done super well. And then in this dev diary, they were showing a little bit of how they did it. And so I've read like articles of how they've done it, but I've never seen it. And they, they, what they did is they had this microphone hanging from the ceiling. And so to give a perspective for people who want to play, what they're doing is they had like two voice actresses 
standing and circling the microphone and like speaking their lines like same time as different lines mm-hmm. and it's just as if it's like circling around as you can hear it coming from like your left ear your right ear come off in the right corner as they're like backing farther away someone's really close um and it kind of if you haven't seen it look into the like watch this portion of the dev diaries um mm-hmm. this is what i'm calling them I think something like that to play with sound in a game where this the main character does have psychosis and like they're going through it is such an interesting concept that they did so well in the first game and it looks like they're going to even do it just as well in the second time around. I think it's just a very there's not a lot of games being made where I mean I think it's actually getting a lot better nowadays honestly. Um, where your main character has um, a disability is the wrong word for it, but a medical diagnosis that is is often considered like um, in like bad or uh, debilitating, and or has like very bad consequences or connotations to it. And for your the main character Senua to have this and like be our protagonist and to be a successful protagonist despite um, these so-called shortcomings or like um, medical illnesses, I think is a important thing to do. Um, And so I'm really excited for the game and I'm excited to see like how they continue to develop on that and move forward with that. So that's the big thing that really caught my eye with it. It's only going to be on Xbox. I believe it might show steam as well. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember, but it's like a May 21st release date, um, yep. which, I mean, they've been hinting it for years now. So I'm glad yep. we're finally getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to continue to see, I, I need, I never played Hellblade one. It was, there was it's never, short. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was never a reason for it. Like, there was never, it just was something that kind of slipped through that I mm-hmm. never really, like, made it back around to. Um, plus, it always seemed, like, so intense that it was, like, it, it never intense. seemed like something that I was like, oh, okay, you know, I got a, you know, I got this, like, little slot of time. I'll I'll just casually play some, some Hellblade. Yeah. Um, so, it just never kind of, like, got it in to that space but um yeah i need to i need to play it because i like i've i haven't been excited about hellblade 2 at all just because i haven't played hellblade 1 so um nothing against hellblade um just yeah yeah haven't haven't made it there yet but i will say it is very violent it is very Mm -hmm. intense um and uh is disturbing at times and so don't mistake my my champion of like this this idea and this concept and like how this goes forward this is not a cozy game um it is very very uncozy so keep that in mind if you were picking up what i was putting down before um it it is unsettling a lot of the times um but not in like not in like a bad, I'm grossed out way, but like an intentional, this is like a difficult quest this person is on. Like the odds are against her, not for any reason other than um, she is like, has traveled into enemy territory 
um, and mm. people are actually just wanting to hurt outsiders in yeah. that case. So, sorry, didn't mean to steal the floor from you. No, no, I, I had nothing else to get to uh, contribute to that. Um, other games they showed off, Corey. Um, they showed Indiana Jones. They did. The, that they showed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to rack my brain and think. It's it's not like there were a ton of games that were shown, but um, for some reason I couldn't five, think of. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of any. Um, yeah, uh, Indiana Jones um, in the Great Circle. Is that right? Yeah, it's a bad name, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... it. I I get, like, it. it gives me or at least the name gives me vibes of something like, you know, um, like a, a hidden society, you know, like that kind of thing, like yeah, Templars and, and you mm-hmm. know, Illuminati, like it gives me that kind of energy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's, I feel like you could take it full. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a cool name. Like, the last you know, Crusade, Temple of Doom. The last, yeah. Kingdom I mean, of the Crystal Skull, which is a yeah. baller name. Bad movie. Yeah. Baller yeah. name. Yeah. Um, what was the most recent one? I can't even remember the name of that one. Uh, the Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. Also not a bad name. Pretty good name. And then we have yeah. The Great Circle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's not terrible. It's just not. I, I feel like there it could be better. Um, yeah, this is a game made by the people what made the new Wolfenstein games. Yeah. Which is strange. Um, I mean, they punch Nazis in Wolfenstein, and you're punching Nazis again. It, it is true. There's there, a third there line. A, there's a third line. It's a clear A to B. Um, yeah, uh, executive producer, Todd Howard of, uh, of st- you might know him from Starfield. The, um, our, the latest and greatest <laughs> from the Bethesda studio. <laughs> um, and then uh, Indy is voiced by Troy Baker. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff happening there. Um, in a, like Troy Baker, like he is, he is a good actor. It is just a thing that he is in so many things that like, even in this case where he's like effectively trying to do a different voice, He's still just Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah. It is, I, just, it is yeah. like a, I, I think he does a good job at like trying to mimic some of like Harrison Ford's. Um, yeah. I mean, assuming that's what he's going for, like trying to mimic some of that like inflection and stuff and kind of not just be talking straight, but you know, it is still just Troy Baker. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was watching the trailer and a lot of it. I'm like, is just Troy Baker. There were some lines he delivered where I was like, okay, that sounds how Indiana Jones sounds. Uh-huh. The, I would say it was like an 80, 20 ratio of yeah. the few lines that were delivered. I was just like, I, I get it. Why you brought him in for this, but <sighs> random thought question yeah. for you. Oh, um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts of them using Harrison Ford um, as the model? It, it obviously makes sense. He is Indiana Jones. It, but there was a part of me that really thought that they were going to do their own Indiana Jones. And not that this is, this is a direct, this is a canon game, Chris, that mm-hmm. takes place 
I think they said between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade. Yeah. This falls directly into the timeline. So it makes sense that they're using him. But part of me one thought it was going to be like its own thing and that they were going to have like, this is the video game, Indiana Jones. Yeah. I, that's, so this, <laughs> my, my initial thinking of this, uh, it, would open the door for us having a very large conversation about a lot yeah. of like artistic, like artistic usage of things that has come out of my recent playing of Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yeah. Um, but I won't get into that in full. I, I, my like my short answer is so long as like so long as Harrison Ford's cool with it, then that's fine. Like yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a I don't necessarily think it's the right choice, but it's, it's, if they want to do it that way, that's fine. I guess like I would much rather prefer, um, it be kind of a, you know, Indiana Jones, Chris Pratt as the new Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I would prefer it to be like a, um, kind of what they had intended, uh, she LaBeouf's character to be yeah. in, um, mm-hmm. in the fourth where he was Kingdom supposed to Skull. kind of, yeah, he was supposed to kind of like take up the mantle mm-hmm. and that was kind of like his, uh, the original intent that they never ran with. And it be something like that where it is like, I know that you need Indiana Jones. You, maybe you could attach it like, you know how Tom Clancy is on every yeah. thing mm-hmm. and like Indiana Jones's, uh, you know, Bob, Jackson adventures into the jungle. Like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> you something. That, I, I get but, what you mean. Yeah. Right. But having like Indiana, having him as a character, like either as a mentor character or having like young Indiana Jones, like pre all of these things where he's like a, you know, 20 something year old, yeah. um, having those adventures instead, like, that is what I would prefer rather than it being just a like, let's expand. Okay. I'm going to dip my toe into this just a little bit. I promise I'm not (laughs) going in too deep, but I am very much like, I do not see, I think the older that I get, like whenever I was a kid, I was like, man, I just want, you know, star Wars for instance. Like I want, I want them to just bleed this dry. Like these are my favorite characters and I want to see them. I want to see them in everything. Yeah. I want, I want mm-hmm. these characters to be doing like just, I want them to always be there. I, I never yeah. want these characters to leave. And like the older that I get and also the more like into creative positions that I get, the more that I'm like, I would love like, I love the fact that these worlds have been created. Granted, Indiana Jones is just our world, just him exploring random stuff, the same way that, you know, Lara Croft is with Tomb Raider um, or Uncharted with uh, Nathan Drake. Um, But I love the energy that, you know, like Uncharted, for instance, it's a good, like Uncharted's been dormant for, Mm -hmm. you know, the last few years. if if it came down to like let's let's make a new uncharted game with Nathan Drake or let's make a um new uncharted game with like 
his his child or you know one of of young nathan drake like yeah. granted it's not a it's not a one-to-one it's not at nearly as old as indiana jones it's also already was a video game property first so it's not a one-to-one comparison but like i wouldn't sit there if they decided to go a different direction with it mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't sit there being like they've ruined they've ruined uncharted they've yep. ruined everything about this series that i felt so dear it would be like hey at least at least we're seeing this live to some to yeah. some extent at least we're having we're having the chance to see this kind of live on and i think that that's kind of how i feel with with um stuff like this where it's like i would much rather them like expand the universe like expand you know have him have go on these cool adventures that indiana is going on but do it through a different lens do it in a in a cool different way and i think the further you get from like the original source material like in this case being indiana jones coming out in the you know 80s um and and you have an actor attached to that who is like the the character Mm -hmm. and who's like whose entire adventures exist in a pretty like compact or at least like movie adventures exist in such a compact time frame. It's like, you can, you can tell some other stories. You can go yeah. somewhere else. Um, it's the, it's the same kind of thing that I feel about star Wars right now, where it's like, you know, we've had such cool stories with Knights of the Old Republic and all of these other things like games or like stories that did not take place in the, you know, 30 year yeah. <laughs> that the films took place in. But for some reason, there's this like need to just shove everything into the center. This takes place between three and four. This takes place between two and three. This place takes place. It's like, why can't it just take place before or, a- yeah. or after? Or just like, why, why, why? Why does yeah. it have to be in the middle? Um, and And that would be my, that's my only thing. <laughs> It is like I had the same thought whenever I saw it. It's like, eh, is this the best choice? It's fine, but it's is fine, it the yeah. best choice? I don't, I don't know. So yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I understand why they did it. I think there was just part of me that was like, okay, not to not to be morbid and not not to get down. Mm-hmm. I love Harrison Ford, but like the man's getting up there, and yeah. Indiana Jones. I think as a concept is a great, like it, it has great movies. It's great ideas. You can do a lot of things with it. I think it felt like a great chance for them to not reboot the franchise, but just to like add another layer to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm very happy that will be like true Indiana Jones. Sorry for um, my dog. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it just feels like, um, a bit of a lost, um, opportunity, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, looks yeah, neat, but it, well, in, and that is the other part of, part of the equation <laughs> that is really weird is that like, I would expect it to look like a, like a Tomb Raider or something, yep. but it's not, it's yep. a, it is a it is a first person. I, Todd Howard got his way into that just to oh, make yeah. it 
some oh, yes. first person weirdo thing. It almost looks like a VR game. Like it does me. a little bit. It it has it has some like Skyrim energy to it because of that. And it does kind of and I feel like now that we do have VR, you're right. Like uh, and it'll probably come up again like in another game that we talk about, but like there is something whenever you're looking at a first person game, that's a little bit janky Mm -hmm. that you're like, Oh, that feels like a VR game. Like if Skyrim came out for the first time today, we'd probably be like, "Eh, maybe that's going to be on VR. Like sure enough it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it is, Um, it, it is like to, to an extent though, like I appreciate the decision because it, does just it helps to differentiate it from stuff like uncharted and tomb raider where it's like okay like this could if it was a third person action game this could just be another tomb raider or another uncharted and the fact that it goes that direction is kind of cool like i don't know how it'll be to play but i do appreciate that it's doing something different um so you know it remains to be seen who knows i mean uh i i land in the camp where it's like i i fully admit that bethesda games are are kind of janky but like i can i can get down with some skyrim combat like i don't i don't mind it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna poo poo over it plus i mean this is made by machine games who made wolfenstein uh, the new Wolfenstein games, and they are very well versed in making good, smooth, yeah, um, you know, first person combat. So, you know, all of those things together, I'm I'm sure it'll play play well, and I hope that it does like really kind of click into some cool adventure, and may and maybe it does open the door for them to, you know, maybe they're kind of gauging like what's what's the interest in the gaming community for Indiana Jones, and then yeah. maybe they'll build this whole world out of it. Who knows. Um, I hope so. So, yeah. But excited about it. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of first-person games, Corey avowed. Showed that, too. Yes, um, they did. This um, is um, this is the first-person game by Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Um, people who made a lot of things. Outer Worlds, um, they made... New Vegas, New Vegas. They, you know, they've they're they're big old RPG darlings. They also made, uh, not coincidentally, um, relatedly, uh, Pillars of Eternity, which yes. is the world where Avowed is set. Um, Pillars of mm-hmm. Pillars of Eternity is plays similarly to like a Divinity, um, where it has that it's a CRPG type of thing. This is a think, first person. I think they use Pathfinder as their rule. Oh, do they? Okay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's it's very much um you know it's much more in that like style of game whereas this is your like first person much more like Skyrim or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it is a um it's a it's a strange thing to look at because like even though even even though like it, all that I thought that I knew about Avowed was, oh, it's Obsidian Skyrim. Yeah. There was still something like, there was still something a little weird whenever I watched it where I was like, I wasn't expecting it to quite look the way that it did. Yeah. Um, and 
and I don't know, like it's, it's a thing. It's again, it's one of those things where it's like in today's day and age, seeing first person games in VR, I think there is like a, there's a judgment that comes up of like, Oh man, it, it looks like that. It's going to be, it's going to play weird. It's going to like, it's going to play like this weird floaty VR game when it's not necessarily true and, or it could be, and we just don't know. Um, but there is some sort of like instinct that takes over, but at the same time, like obsidian in my book has a fantastic track record with Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, you know, they, even with the outer worlds, like the outer worlds was kind of like their take on, you know, fallouts or, you know, um, I guess pseudo kind of Starfield now where they were having this space adventure. And I would play, I'd play the outer worlds a hundred times out of a hundred before I get back to Starfield because it was such a good game. The downside with obsidian is that they are, I mean, they're owned by Microsoft now, but like for the longest time they've been just, they're, they're a smaller developer, even though they make these really big, ambitious RPGs. And that's kind of what Avowed feels like, is it feels like a budget Skyrim in a way, like in a similar way to like the outer world felt like a budget Bethesda game. Um, I mean, there, it was beautiful and they, there was a lot of like really cool stuff and they did a lot of really neat things. But it still felt like slightly less polished, not, not, I mean, I say slightly less polished as if Bethesda's super polished, but like, you know, they're, they, Bethesda knows their systems and Obsidian has worked within those systems and was, you know, doing similar things, but not replicating it one-to-one. And at least just looking at it, like it has that same kind of energy. I will say like uh, some of the stuff like even even as like floaty and a little like strange as some of the combat seems, I think some of um, Pillars of Eternity I've never played, but I've always wanted to. And one of the big things is that it's like there's magic, but it's also like swashbuckling. So they're yeah. they're pistols and they're and so like seeing these characters like ah, I got a pistol and a wand and I'm mm-hmm. doing like Harry Potter when guardian leviosa spells while i'm just shooting you in the face like that's there's there's something neat about that and like that is a a cool thing to just kind of be like okay regardless of what is happening here like the world seems compelling yes interesting Mm -hmm. um and obsidian is known for creating compelling interesting worlds um i think it just remains to be seen like does will the game play well um yeah again like going back to the thing on indiana jones like machine games they make first person games they have a pedigree for making um for making something like indiana jones obsidian i mean they've worked in that style before it's not like there's some random studio who's all of a sudden trying to make like a skyrim like you know they made fallout new vegas which is arguably like the best of that style yeah um they made the outer worlds like so you know, there's no reason to think that it wouldn't be good. Um, it just, I think it is just kind of like a weird, it, it looks a little strange <laughs> from the yeah. outside and you can't really put your finger on it. I, uh, and so 
I think I agree almost wholeheartedly with everything that you just said. I mean, they are a studio who's built a lot of of goodwill, a lot of good faith. Um, They have a track record of releasing really good games. Their segment in there was also really good. They spoke, I think, very well. They, sorry, excuse me. They clearly have like a strong idea of how they think this game should do. Um, It seems as if they have built an interesting world. They've kind of brought in or enhanced the Bioware um, idea of like making decisions. They talked about that for a little bit of how like you have to do your own detective work. And a lot of times to resolve some situations, to find the information that you need to like make maybe the correct decision or maybe make a decision that um, is good for you, but bad for everyone else or mm-hmm. vice versa, so on and so forth. It seems like they've put in a lot of work into that social aspect of the game. Um, I, I think my, my only hesitation is like you said, it just, it looks funny. It doesn't, something about yeah. it just doesn't look quite right. It could still, I don't think it, they said 2024. I think it was like Q3 or Q4. They, they gave either dates or quarters for every game to release, which, by the way, Indiana Jones was said to release this year, um, which is exciting. Um, but it almost, not to say, because it didn't look like janky alpha footage, but it, it looked like there was just not a lot happening in some of the combat sequences. And it could be just early on and like the level design that they were showing off was the most polished that they had. Um, but it just, it looked barren, I guess might be mm-hmm. the word. Um, all but, but all that's to say, um, like you said, they, they make great games. And so I'm going to trust that it's going to be good. I just, yep. I, I'm not sold on the art direction by it. Uh, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'll, if it's on Game Pass, I'll probably pick it up, check it out, see what's going on with it um, when it on like day and day. Um, yeah. And I'm happy to do that. <clears throat> Love it. Um, yeah. A couple other games, Corey, we can dig super deep into them or not very much, but yeah, um, yeah they showed uh, Trials of Mana. Is that right? Yeah. Trials of Mana. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Um, yeah, which is a new mana game, which also, like, again, I don't know how. This isn't the first time that we've seen it. Um, I am excited about it because I love JRPGs and I'm all for it. I just never really have gotten into the mana games. And, like, it hasn't been an easy time to try and get into them because, like, yeah. you know, whenever they came out with the um remake a little while back and that was Mm -hmm. like i didn't play it but it was supposedly kind of trash um i played the no i played trials of mana this is visions of mana yeah um uh trials of mana they also had like a um re-release like a um updated version of that i didn't really uh i didn't really jive with it was not super my thing um, but either way, I, I am all about JRPG series coming back and like their developer discussion was also like one of the cooler ones. Cause they, um, 
you know, just had a lot of like just drawings and mm-hmm. they, you know, they were showing behind the scenes of like some of the music and stuff and just, you know, the, the guy who made the whole series is sitting there talking about like just creatures and stuff. He was dressed like a super villain too. I don't know, he's like an all black, yeah. this like he's long black, black leather. leather. Yeah. I was just like, sir, <laughs> you, you made this. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 People, cool. I mean, yeah, it's a, some of the some of the people who make the cutest stuff um are some of the you know wear the most black is what yeah, you, I mean, is what I mean he was he was dressed like a super villain or a, like just a hitman and you're yeah. like in yeah. in a movie and you're just like what what are you wearing yeah i get the the yakuza kind of energy yeah i can, I can see yakuza like him being energy. like a yakuza like Lower lieutenant who's been mm-hmm. like spurned by Kiryu and he's mm, he's out for vengeance. Yeah he's, yeah, he's trying to come up the ranks. Um yeah, so that's that's there. Excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um supposed to be coming out this summer. And then there was Aura History Untold, which yes. is a new um strategy 4X game, uh supposedly trying to take a little bit of civilization's lunch. Yeah. Um don't very have- like civilization. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts about it because it is one of those like um I've played a little bit of Civilization and have played a little bit of games that are like a like cousins to it. Stuff like Corey, you might know, uh Crusader mm-hmm. King <laughs> Kings <laughs> you might you might be familiar with. Um obviously not like the same game, but like similar DNA come from similar places. Yeah. And it like I've never made my way into them. Like I, I played, I've played a little bit, but it is a like civilization. These types of games like require a commitment that even like a, even like a persona or something doesn't like you have to, you have to not only just have the time investment, you have to have the, like the mental capacity to kind of take this stuff in and, you know, and I just have never really hit on it. So like Aura History Untold, I've heard about it. The stuff looks cool. I'm not so sure that it'll ever be really anything that I play. Um, but who knows? I might enter into my Civ era soon. Yeah. And it may be it may be right up my alley. I think for and I I was paying heavy attention to this because of my Crusader Kings three mm. uh obsession, which I continue to play to this day. Um, and I was like, there's enough here. I tried Civ six. This was before mm-hmm. Crusader Kings and it didn't really click with me, but I'm tempted to go back and I want to try this out as well, just because, okay, I have a rough idea of how these grand strategy games are supposed to work and there's just mm-hmm. different flavors to them. Um, and this seems to have a lot going on that it, it piqued my interest. Uh, I could feel the the slight tingling in my lizard brain in the back. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, not a lot of thoughts I think we can offer or I can offer on it just because I think those styles of games are while incredibly complex mechanically or very simple ideas in terms of like gameplay and like concept of gameplay. You know, you're they you're you're painting a map or like mm-hmm. developing and like creating like interesting cultures. Um, and so 
I don't think there's too much to discuss about it without playing it because otherwise it's like, well, all these games have this similar core mechanic. It's just more of the intent behind the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, good for, I mean, Xbox is even, even if they have kind of like a, you know, so, so year here and there, whatever, like they're, they do some cool directs and stuff and they're, I'm, I'm, I hope they keep it up. I hope they really, you know, they own a lot of companies now. I hope they get in there they and film them and, mm-hmm. and, do, <laughs> and start sharing some of that knowledge out there. Um, that would be super nice. Um, Corey, we're, we're actually, we talked more about that than I thought. So yeah. um, if you're, if you're fine with it, let's, uh, let's let that pal world discussion marinate for a week until more, more stuff. There's some weird stuff that was coming out this evening on it from mm-hmm. um, their CEO and upper management on, on some like really bad things people were, were saying, uh, yeah. moving into like threatening like nature, yeah. natures of it. I'm, I'm more than happy to let it ride for another week, see what they say, see how the uh, conversation develops. I, I mean, I think where we stand not to speak for you but like we just talked about seeing developers and like all their hard work that goes into it and not that how world didn't but you know they took some interesting routes in their development and we will discuss more on that next week yeah um yeah and and just as a like brief introduction to what even power world is um for people that might not be underway unaware it's it's Pokemon with guns, um, as was like, I think made waves whenever it was first shown off. Yeah. And, um, and it has like, it has like animal, like labor <laughs> in it too. You like can capture animal. people as well. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's been a lot of those kind of things in there that have always kind of like made the headlines. Now it's an actual game. And the more confusing thing about it is that like people are it's supposed to be actually kind of good. Like people are yep. enjoying it. Um, and it has like, it's broken. It, it has some of the most concurrent players on steam and all this kind of stuff. Um, but there's also a lot of controversy about it. Yep. Um, so we'll talk about that more as it develops. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey stuff we've been playing. I have, I, like I mentioned, haven't been playing a ton. I finished Final Fantasy seven remake Yes. Um, we'll, nice. yeah, we'll have a full discussion of that once we do like a bonus episode, but you know, the short of it is like, you know, I'm very excited to see what happens going into rebirth, especially from the perspective of, you know, I, I was playing through the game and there were so many moments of like, Oh, I recognize this scene. And I, you know, I, I remember almost like, almost virtually like shot for shot. It felt like yeah. scenes, like certain scenes were being remade. Um, and you know, not to like spoil, but like learning somewhat that that is kind of like the intention mm-hmm. behind it, that there is supposed to be this kind of mirrored element to things. Um, I, I am very curious to see how Rebirth like takes that and like just blows it out entirely. Yep. Um, really, really interested to see that. I've um, I started playing the DLC. 
Um, it's super short. Still haven't finished it though. Mm-hmm. Um, Heavens. But it's, yeah, it's uh, the intermission DLC with Yuffie. Um, for some reason, when I started it, I thought that because like, it's not a spoiler to say because he's, sh- he's in the trailers and like the key art for rebirth, but like Zach yeah. um, is, is there like show is like present um, in that in trailers and stuff there. For some reason I thought Yuffie um, and Zach, like I thought it was like mm. an adventure with those two, but oh. it's not, nope. it's just some random dude named yep. Sonan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I was a little like, I was a little taken aback. Like I was, I was waiting. I was like, where's, when's Zach in the show? Where's Zach? And, and then Sonan joins my party. And I was like, all right, well, you know, okay. um, but I am, I really am loving you. Yeah, you are like Yuffie. I mean, Yuffie as a character is a little too much for me. Like I, yep. she could tone it down, but like, I so hope that they bring some of these elements over to, um, rebirth like i yeah. hope i know that characters are going to like they're going to keep some of the characters like fighting similarly whatever but i really hope they draw some inspiration from how they they built out yuffie because like yuffie's ability because like even at the end of the game like once you have more skills remake still felt a little like stilted in the combat where it mm, didn't okay. it didn't feel like it had the flow of something like Final Fantasy 16 yeah. where like you know I would prefer Final Fantasy 7 remake for uh, for many of the other choices that it makes but like you know Final Fantasy 16's flow seemed to fl- seem to like just flow better combat flowed a lot better um and Yuffie like her whole thing is is doing that effectively Mm -hmm. where she's like you know when i would be in a fight and it would be playing as cloud and a character was like up in the air it was like okay i can't i can't jump so i can't like jump up there and just kind of like juggle them whatever i have to just like press square and then maybe i fall and then i have to press square again and just like hope that he'll stay up there a little bit longer for me to do some damage or shoot some magic like that was that was kind of it but with Yuffie, it's like, okay, she can get up there. She can hit them with her boomerang. If they are at a distance, she can throw it. And then while mm-hmm. it's kind of like hitting them, she's casting ninjutsu arts. She can also cast spells. Yeah. She can also do it like she she has this wide breadth of usage, which is partially because like, you know, she's the only character you're playing as. So they have to kind of give her more options. But I really do hope that they incorporate more elements of that with some of the other characters that they introduce um, so that you can have more of that like variety in the combat. Cause Yuffie yep. legitimately feels fun to play, like mm-hmm. getting in there and being able to like, just kind of mix up the way that you're fighting um, really feels nice and solid. Um, and it's a short little story. Um, plus they do have like, I didn't know that they had like uh, Fort Condor. Like yep. as the as like the side thing in there, um, which is super cool and um, yeah, they, they, I'm really enjoying it. Um, outside of that, the only really other thing that I've been playing has been uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. 
Ori. Amazing. Um, on the Nintendo Switch, which is a game that like, I can't remember when Yoshi's Crafter World came out. It's been a few years. Um, I bought it because I I actually played a decent amount of Wooly World on the Wii U. Um, came out in 2019, really. Good Lord. Um, yeah, Wooly World, I played some of that. really enjoyed it. Crafted World came out. I got it. Um, but never really played it because I think the general consensus was kind of like, you know, eh, it's not, eh, it's, it's not a lot of fun to play. Um, it, it kind of feels like it's aimed more toward kids. Um, and so like I, it's just kind of been sitting in, you know, in my collection. And then when, uh, my daughter and I, we got all the wonder seeds in Super Mario Wonder, and, um, you know, we'll still pick it up and play, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there isn't that like, I mean, we can get like the purple coins and get all the, the standees and do all that kind of stuff. Like there's other things to do, but there isn't like that very clear cut goal like there was before. Um, so we've been playing some of Yoshi's Woolly world and it has been, it, it is perhaps the most frustrating co-op experience I've had with my child. (laughs) Yeah. Yet. Um, yet. Yeah. Yet. Um, (laughs) there's so more, so much more to come. I am, I'm so, I'm sure. Um, so if for anybody who doesn't know, like this is basically, it's basically kind of like the latest Yoshi's Island style game where you're running around as Yoshi. It's a lot of like Yoshi's Island style characters. So if you've played Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo or Yoshi 64, any of those, like you're going to recognize some of that and you're going around your side, like a side scroll walking through the level and you're, you get, you throw eggs and you like hit these things and you solve puzzles and you do all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the platforming of it is basically non-existent because like we're playing on breeze mode just mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. I figured that would be just better for everybody. Just yeah. let's, let's go that way. Um, and you can effectively just like per- permanent fly. Like oh, you nice. can just hold down yep. a and you'll just, you'll just fly. Um, so there, there's not any issue there. Um, if you both like fall off of a thing or whatever, it just kind of puts you back on the platform. It's not like there Sweet. are, there aren't these like checkpoints and all this yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, there are checkpoints, but we've, I've never even, I don't even, I don't even know if they work. We've never been. Sent Fair. To <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, but it is for one, it is a, it feels weird to play just in general. Like it, so it it takes place in a like tiny world effectively. Like, you know, you're walking around and there'll be this like giant soda can. And like, I mean, then that's, that's the design of it is supposed to be all of these crafted things. Like, you know, here's this massive hill, but it's made out of a paper plate that's painted green. Mm-hmm. And here's a soda can and you need to like attach a magnet to it so that it'll pull it down and open this gate. Like, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, but I th- maybe I just don't remember playing much Yoshi games. I mean, I played Yoshi's Island a lot whenever I was a kid, but something about it, like there's there's like a there's like a gooiness to the way that it feels to play where Ooh. it feels like it feels almost like unresponsive in a way like okay. it, where it's like, yeah, I mean, Yoshi as a character is floaty, but there's this like, 
you know, whenever you jump, whenever you move, there's this almost kind of like, it almost kind of feels like it takes like a very slight delay for okay. it to happen. And so there's almost this kind of like, you know, it doesn't feel, it's definitely not as snappy as something like a Mario or something like that. And okay. it's probably kind of by design since it's not designed to be this like big platforming sort of experience. Um, but there are also some elements of it that like I, because so like the sound design is also weird where it's like certain things sound like really muted while other things are really loud. And it seems like poor mixing in certain ways. And so like stuff like that popping up makes me think that maybe the control thing isn't always like a very intentional choice. Okay. <laughs> and it may just kind of be like some, you know, just kind of like this, this is what happened. Um, but what has made it such a frustrating experience, like I love playing games with my daughter and we were playing it through and it's been fun. But like when it is like it, it, it is like a griefer's paradise almost because like <laughs> okay. you can you one of the biggest things is that the Yoshi's. So like Yoshi eats characters to yep. make eggs. Right. Um, and so like you'll eat a shy guy, you get a couple of eggs, like whatever. Um, and most of the puzzles like require you to have eggs and you don't always have like an infinite supply. Like sometimes you'll come up to a puzzle and there'll be this like revolving door of shy guys that come out and you can just keep eating them and you'll get more eggs and you can go at it all day long. Um, but there's some stuff where it's like, oh, you know, you just you didn't hit it you didn't yeah. hit this thing with your egg and there's no eggs for miles. So tough, maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. I don't know. And so, but what my daughter has like found hilarious is that she will chase me throughout the level, like just on random occasions, mm-hmm. just will get a wild hair about her and eat me. Checks out. And you don't like, Basically, there's no way out. You, I get eaten and she just carries me in her mouth until she says she's done. Um, But even if she just eats me and immediately spits me out, she takes all of my eggs. And so there are plenty of there are plenty of times where it's like I will be trying to solve a puzzle. She will walk up, eat me, Mm -hmm. take my eggs. And then just throw them at something. Squander them. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be like, she'll be like, well, how do we get that thing? It's like, well, we don't have any more eggs. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And it, it has been like, again, I, I would not trade it for anything, but it has been like Mario wonder was not that experience because it was not like you could not just, you couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> you couldn't like grief another player. The worst thing about it was the camera. Yeah. Whereas with this, it is like, it is actively like <laughs> you can just completely piss off your partner yeah. by just eating. Like, and there'll be plenty of times where it's like, I will just kind of be like, eh, I'm just going to take control for a second and I'll just, I'll just yeah. pick her up in my mouth and then <laughs> we're going over here but it's even stuff like i wish there was a way to turn it off because it's even stuff like 
um, hopping on another Yoshi's back. Like if you're, if, if for summer, like we'll be in a tight area and I'll be trying to solve this puzzle and I'll be trying to throw an egg and then she'll even just accidentally hop on my back. Yeah. Well, I can't throw eggs when the Yoshi who's being rid rode on can't throw eggs. They just ride. Interesting. The one, okay. the one who's on their back throws the eggs. Okay. And so it'll be like, she'll be like, I want to ride. And it's like, that's cool. But like, I can't open this gate. So yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it is a, it's a, weird thing that does not feel like a hundred percent thought through on some, on some level. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I just can't remember because I feel like granted, I never played woolly world co-op, but I feel like woolly world felt better than crafted world. Um, and I could be wrong. And also, I mean, it's not like crafted world reviewed bad like it's a it's well reviewed and you know ign gave it a 7.8 like metacritic it's it's not like it's a bad game and it's not like i'm i'm enjoying it um it's just if it doesn't feel quite tuned the way that you would expect like a nintendo game to do um which has been a little strange so Mm. um that's been the thing with it um super i mean super cute fun yeah. little puzzly game um you can dress up in costumes like you can wear you can wear like a bag of trash you yeah. dress up as an apple and like an apple juice box if you want um a trash can um there's there's trash there nice. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of um you know but it's it's uh yeah i mean it, it makes me want to kind of go back and and check out woolly world which according to metacritic scored uh lower then, uh, wow. Then Crafter World. Weird. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I need to, I need to dust that off and, and come back and just kind of have an opinion about that. I want to see. I'm, I'm curious. curious. Yeah. Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll dig it up. Check it out. I'm about it. I would love yeah. to hear more about it. I mean, it sounds like a, just a very, uh, complicated and back and forth a roller coaster of emotions time it, it so, is it's a it is which i mean is true with like i i recognize um i never played like i never played many games with like my mom growing up but i played a lot with my older brother mm-hmm. and there were times that he like legitimately got pissed at yeah. me playing games and like i understand it more as I get yeah. older and you know, and it's just, it's a natural thing. And I would much rather, I'd much rather her want to play games with me yes. than, than the opposite. So that's the right mindset. Um, right. So, I mean, it's, it, it's totally fine. It's just, it's just, you gotta kind of navigate it. So. Well, nice. Gl- glad you're having that experience and that <laughs> it's going seemingly. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Corey? What you've been playing? Um, I've, uh, so last week talked a little bit about the demo of Prince of Persia lost crown. And I now can speak and say that I have bought it and am playing it fully. Um, which I I do have weird thoughts on buying a Ubisoft game considering their CEO came out and was like, gamers need to get used to not owning their games. Um, Mm. so I bought a game, 
electronically. <laughs> um, I bought 10 of them. Yeah. But uh, that discussion aside, uh, he can eat rocks. Um, but the game itself is great, in my opinion. It, it is not what I thought it would be. Um, and so I don't want to spoil too much of it. But last week I thought there's going to be some more, I guess, narrative elements and like uh, maybe like relationship, like quest meter mechanics with like some of the other immortals. Uh, you play a Sargon who's one of the immortals. I thought there might be something there. Um, not to spoil it too much, but there's really not. There's actually very little story. The story is okay. effectively not there it's kind of there um but that's not what the game's about uh the game is full-on metroidvania like all action little bit of souls um energy at times to it and it just plays so well it the combat um the navigation i would say even the level and world building is all top top notch and i am loving my time with it um i'm i think about halfway through the game um i'm at a point now where you are having to go back and go through some other areas and to because you can now get access to areas that you couldn't before like normal Mm -hmm. metroidvanias um so i'm really enjoying that but i guess to give some more context to it all um i think the game's a little slow to start out. Very hesitant to reveal its hand. It, I would say I'm a little about halfway and I feel like it's just now revealed what's going on. Like it's hinted at it, it, but it's held back a lot of your powers, so to speak. You start off really strong in this game and it keeps you that way, which I appreciate. But in terms of like powers of like getting around, um, I've only gotten like two or three of them. I can't even double jump yet. Um, and that's really aggravating. Um, but I have like an air dash. There's this like cool mechanic where you can create a shadow copy of yourself and then teleport to that, which took me a while to figure out how to use. Um, but like the idea is, uh, the idea of it is to effectively get to bypass, um, like, spinning like blade wheels so you go like halfway down the hall you put your shadow you run back down the hall you wait for that blade wheel to pass where your shadow is you teleport and you move forward and so gotcha. yeah it, it doesn't quite work how you think it does it instead of like an abc it's more like a bca like format mm-hmm. um but once you figure it out like it clicks um but it the combat is so so good especially as you begin getting some better amulets um which amulets are things that um kind of change how the game can play a little bit so like one i always have on me increases my health a couple of bars um but only refills up once i I currently get two extra bars and once those go away they're gone until i rest at another whack whack tree and the whack whack trees are like your um, bonfires, your points of rest in the game, your checkpoints. Okay. Um, but another amulet I have increases my melee damage. One increases arrows, and the other one uh, increases my melee damage while in the air. Um, okay. Specifically, 
And so a lot of times what I'm doing is in a fight, I will slide dash to knock an enemy in the air immediately, like up attack, get above them, and then like slam attack, arrow, arrow, like straight down. And it's a, it's a beautiful combo. It looks amazing. Um, but like the game really gives you a lot of different ways of how you can tackle some situations. Um, there's one that uh, it creates like a small little like shockwave like damage attack whenever you destroy one of your clones. So whenever you like teleport back in a fight. And so it creates that little burst. And so there's a couple of enemies you can drop that, like drop a clone, take down an enemy and then teleport back to where the other guys are and create like a small little like stun damage effect, um, which okay. is another way that that power works. Um, but all around it's like the movement is so well done. The puzzles I think are just like just hard enough to where like, no, I don't need to look this up. I can figure this out, but also like hard enough to where like, it's going to take you a couple tries to figure some of them out kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. Like, um, some are like simple and straightforward. Um, the map I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping everywhere, um, but the game kind of jumps around. It's a little chaotic, which I like. Yeah. And the map is gargantuan. I thought I understood like the scope of it, but um, something happened and now I'm like, oh, the map's about like twice the size I thought it was, maybe three times the size I thought it was. And I'm not mad about it because as the game's going, you're, you're kind of getting a little bit more confident and like, the movement and like how the game itself works. It's like, okay, well now this is a pulley system. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw my boomerang. It's going to catch and that's going to activate it. It's going to lift me up and so on and so forth. Like you're just getting used to how the world works. And I think it does a really good job of, e- of easing you in though. I think, like I said, I think it takes a while. Um, all around right now, it is just a great game. Like feels and plays super well. My only my only complaint is that the narrative isn't really there, um, which is disappointing because there's a lot of lore happening. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. hints at like a bigger story with some other characters. Um, like you you go to this place called the Sacred Archive, and there's this one guy. He's like this crazy old man. And he's like he's coming. And you're like who? He's coming to get us. And I'm like, <laughs> Sargon's like, who? You find out who it is like rather quickly. But yeah. what the game, at least what I haven't been able to find, I'm sure there is lore. And as soon as you go into the next room, there's like four of that same old man. And he is the enemy type around that entire area. It's just hundreds of clones of him. Now, gotcha. In this sacred archive, I'm like, what happened? I would love to know. And the game's like, mm, don't know. Anyway. Um, I'm sure like, there's lore I could find in like ways that just haven't in areas I haven't been able to get to yet, but mm-hmm. it's still a little bit like there's that going on there. There's some like weird, like very much Dark Souls enemies, like full like face plate metal thing with like a slug attached to the back, kind of an enemy at one point mm-hmm. where you're like, this is straight from a Souls game, and I'm like, what happened down here? The game's like, no, no, spooky. Move on. Um, 
And it, like they have a lot of really neat and interesting ideas going on. And I would love to just know more of like the world. I know a lot of the game is like built on like Persian, like legends and like folklore. Um, I don't know if folklore is like the right terminology to use for it, but that's what I'm using. Um, but it feels a little half baked in a lot of those ideas, uh, which is disappointing. And I would say the only thing I wish was improved because everything else, it, it rips. It's good. It, it's, mm-hmm. It is a whole ass video game. A video game's a video game. And yep. uh, people should check it out, even though Ubisoft is having a weird time right now. Yeah. Haven't they for 10 years at yeah. least? Um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to check it out. It's definitely with the deluge of stuff coming. Yeah. Um, it is hard. It's, it's oh okay. It is a hard game. Um, okay, I will say that like there is a strong. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping. I didn't mean to cut you back no. off. No, there, you're fine. Like it, it has a very like parry me- focus okay. mechanic, and the game's just building. Sorry, so many thoughts. It's like there's enemies that teleport and like throw objects that you can then parry, and they're mm-hmm. the only ways to really like damage them is to stun them with a parry. And anyway, it. it it's borrowing from a lot of different genres and it works really, really well. Okay. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play it. Um, either way. I mean, I, I feel, I haven't played many Prince of Persia games, but I feel like that's kind of the, like the lack of like core story, but the hints to something bigger is kind of like just part of the thing. It might be. Um, and I could be wrong. I, I feel like Prince of Persia from 08, 09, whenever that was, like that mm-hmm. was kind of the same way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, that's, I, for all I know, if, I, I feel like that's fine with me. If, if the game's great, which it seems like playing it is, is good. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, listen for Chris's thoughts. In a couple of months, probably, because we, we got we got stuff coming up. Um, yeah, Corey, uh, the, this week, did you know, uh, Like a Dragon, uh, Infinite Wealth is coming out? I'm, I need to finish Prince of Persia this week because mm-hmm. I am dropping it like a hot potato once Infinite Wealth comes out. Yeah. Uh, no offense to... Prince of Persia, I'm really digging you. You're currently number one on 2024 Goaty's list. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Infinite Wealth, I am pumped for. Yeah, I I'm in the same boat. I won't have any trouble finishing the you know couple hour DLC um, mm-hmm. for uh, Final Fantasy VII. But the hope was that I could fit in Metal Gear Solid. Before then, which, um, look at you. Um, hopefully I can. Worst comes to worst. If I don't, then I'll just, I'll get most of it done. Yes, you will. (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, look forward to that. Corey, did you have anything else you wanted to to talk about? Sorry. I just kind of jumped Mm -hmm. out of, jumped out of, uh, Uh, no, you're good. That lane. Um, no, me and my wife, we just finished. Uh, Chernobyl, which came out years ago on uh, HBO. Yeah. Um, really, really good. 
pretty um, disturbing, um, but uh, really, really good. Uh, it's good. like it's five episode miniseries. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's not <laughs> wonderful, um, it, but it's well made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similarly, uh, in the good but not like wonderful, quote unquote, um, my wife and I have been watching True Detective. Um, oh, so are you on um, what season? So, well, so we, it started, like I had watched a couple of episodes of season one, mm-hmm. just kind of on my own, like way back whenever it first came out. Um, and um, never followed through because I, I think at the time it just wasn't like wanting something that heavy. Um, heavy. But uh, season four just started mm-hmm. the night country. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really would like to see that. So then I um, convinced Abby to to watch it and we started watching it. And she's like, all right, I'm all about this. And then I like completely blanked on the fact that like they're releasing them week by week. So they yeah. only had one episode <laughs> yeah. at the time. Um, so then I was like, would you like to, you know, people say season one's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you like to watch that? So we've, we've been doing that. And again, it's like, I mean, it is, it is the most like nihilistic you can get yeah. in a, in a, in a thing. Um, so it's definitely not happy, no. but it is, no, no, it no, is no. good. So it's good. Season two, not as good. Season three is a little bit returned to form, but doesn't quite touch those almost like eldritch horror vibes that mm-hmm. season one can give off. Um, it's more mystery based. Yeah. Um, but I've seen good things about season four. I haven't watched it yeah. yet. It's on my list. So yeah. Um, yeah. At least the, the first episode, the second episode's out now, but the mm. first episode um, was really good. Liked it. Um, yeah. Corey, uh, next week, look forward to us talking apparently a lot about power world. Um, mm, who knew maybe yeah. um, for, for people who haven't played it, but uh, yeah. And then at least some of infinite wealth, it's going to be some a infinite lot of wealth. infinite wealth. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about infinite wealth for an infinite amount of time, haha, because it is going to be long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> buckle so, up people. Yeah. Buckle up week by week check-ins. Um, yeah. Corey. Um, this has been an episode. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. I love it. But Corey, uh, until next week, where can people find you on the internet? They want to uh, find you on the internet. Find me on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher. Um, and that's it. You can find us on Gmail, arcade cozy at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, you can also like subscribe to wherever you listen to us. And yeah, Chris, where can they find you? Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, you can find me also at arcadecozy at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Um, right I, there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. You had a slight I, return. You sent me a meme on, I think it was Instagram. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I regularly like will browse through Instagram because like, there are a lot of creators that I enjoy seeing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We we are growing like a big old backlog of episodes that are like this is a topic for like a whole episode. Yeah, um, man, me me and social media, we're that that's an episode. Y'all are that at we, odds <laughs> right now. 
um, which is ironic given the fact that like I work in marketing yeah. um, and, you know, regularly work on like social media stuff. So like I'm, I'm in there, I know what's up, but um, just don't, just am not using it a ton right now. Um, yeah. Follow uh, Johnny Be Good 89. Yes. He does our music. Absolutely. Um, he's on Instagram. He does cool stuff. Um, yeah. Stuff. Uh, Corey, I'm excited about next week. Uh, can't wait to talk about Kiryu and Ichiban. So and pumped to see a, Ichiban again. Big old bunny with a bazooka. Um, mm, but a Gatlin gun. <laughs> a Gatlin gun. Uh, maybe 18 bunnies making a Gatling gun for a bigger bunny. Who knows? <laughs> this is something. Um, <laughs> um, but until then, Corey, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life's hectic. Why should your hobbies be, be too? too?